Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. I'm Hong Bin Jung, and welcome to the market wrap for the week. So first, let's take a look at how the STI is faring at the moment. The STI is up in the green. It's currently up 0.71 percent at 3,288 points. Advancers are outnumbering decliners 265 to 241 after 935 million securities worth 770 million Singapore dollars changed hands. And so to give us a wrap on. Markets and to tell us how the STI performed this week, joining me on the phone is Jeff Howie, market strategist at the SGX. Jeff, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Hong Bing. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Okay, you know the STI it opened higher today. How how did the STI perform this week? Mostly in the red this week, with the exception for today. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So. The STI steadily declined two、uh, percent、mm. in total over the first four sessions of the week. So that brought it down to around thirty-two sixty-five、mm. at the close yesterday, and then it returned back up to thirty-two eighty in the morning session,、mm-hmm. and it's marginally added to that. Uh, over the past two hours, so it's at thirty-two eighty-seven at the moment.、Mm. Those first four sessions of the week, Hong Bin, they really did coincide with most global stock benchmarks、okay. or、mm. across the world, except for China. And this this saw the STI、uh, for the week, you know, basically print its high on the Monday open、mm-hmm. at thirty three thirty, and then form the low of the week this morning on the Friday open at thirty two sixty four. Okay, so who were the biggest movers this week? Yeah, so Keppel Corp, Jardine Cycling Carriage, Maple Tree Logistics Trust, Fraser Logistics, and Commercial Trust.、Mm-hmm. As well as Youngsi's Young Shipbuilding have led the gainers within、mm-hmm. the STI. Okay. Well, on the other side of the coin, you've got UOB, OCBC, DFI Retail Group, Hong Kong Land, and Jardy Mapson Holdings、mm-hmm. among the decliners. And I guess that that makes sense if you look at the past five sessions.、Uh, Hong Kong was down about two and a half percent. Right, right. And a couple of earnings released this week as well, including our local banks, UOB,、yeah. yesterday, OCBC, today, I believe. Any surprises there for you? Yeah, no. It, it means that all three banks now have reported their、mm-hmm. full year, and the、uh, the common theme for the trio was strong margin expansion as well as resilient asset quality.、Mm-hmm. Uh, net interest income made up sixty eight percent in total of the trio's. Total income,、uh, and that's generated by net interest margins as well as the size of their loan books. And、mm-hmm. the combined net interest income、uh, for the fourth quarter reached above eight billion, went to eight point two billion,、okay. up from seven point four billion in the third quarter. So that's that's produced nine consecutive quarters of combined quarter on quarter growth.、Mm. Um, so for the full year, when you add it all up, the three banks, you've got. Twenty-seven billion Sing dollars of combined net interest income, which was up thirty percent from twenty twenty-one,、mm-hmm. but、uh, and loan growth as well was between three percent to four and a half percent thereabouts for the three.、Uh, loan moderation was observed in the fourth quarter, but that that's really in line with the overall Singapore business loans and consumer loans as well, which which is、uh, expected when interest rates start to move and investors start to. Basically,、uh, you know, move money around and, and reshift their money management.、Mm-hmm. Uh, combined non-interest income, though, for the trio was、mm-hmm. down nine percent、okay. last year from the year before to thirteen billion. So there you go. You've got about forty billion of total income for the three banks, and as I said, 
68 percent 27 billion of the 40 mm-hmm. uh, is, is is to do with uh, net interest income where the non-interest income makes up the rest the, the other important uh, ratio uh, non-performing loan ratios uh, all, all in line with expectations for the fourth quarter they were 1.1 percent for DBS 1.2 percent for OCBC and 1.6 percent for UFB mm. what, what I what I'd like um, I guess Oh no! Um, <laughs> the, the technology adoption, because yeah. we, there's there's always common themes to different sectors and different industries, and mm. this one is is this technology adoption and the commitment to secure technology uh, is a key theme for the banks, and that was recently reiterated by EY and um, Dennis Koo at UOB has recently published this driving digital transformation on UOB's journal to moving digital. That's a book I'm reading through at the mm-hmm. moment. But we also had this morning OCBC Helen's Wong, Helen Wong highlighting the bank was constantly also redefining its business through accelerating digitalization, mm. continues to enhance its digital platforms and, and enrich its customer experience. So she noted that almost all customer transactions in Singapore are now conducted digitally and the bank has also seen some strong growth in digital wealth sales. So that, mm. that, that was an interesting sub-theme I thought I'd share. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. But uh, continuing on with earnings though, you also mentioned how Yang Zijiang Shipbuilding, that was one of the biggest movers this week as well and they've also reported its earnings and it showed that profit fell 30% in the second half so what can we make of this how are shares oh, yeah. faring at the moment for yeah, well that that net profit for the second half was down 30% from the previous year because mm-hmm. of the discontinued operations that followed that well publicized spin off and listing right. of Young Sejong Financial Holding which was back on 28th of April. Mm-hmm. So overall group revenue uh, for Yangtze Jiang shipbuilding was up 37% in its FY22, um, mm-hmm. and it was up 17% in its second half of last year um, from the preceding period. So the, the company also raised its 2023 new order target uh, mm-hmm. from $2 billion to $3 billion US, and, the, and that's what they said was on the back of healthy tanker and dry, dry bulk inquiries. But Credit Suisse did, did note today, though, that um, as Yang Zijiang has historically focused on container ships and dry bulks, and while well, you've got the BDI, a Baltic dry index, declining, it, it did... Credit Suisse did foresee achieving that $3 billion new order target. It, it won't be without obstacles. Uh, but the share price now at the moment, as you asked, is, is at $1.31. That's down from $1.35 prior to reporting, but it's still up significantly from where it was six months ago at $0.95 cents per share. Okay, okay. And moving away from earnings now, uh, SG inflation numbers, that came in yesterday. How have markets reacted to this? Yeah, that that one. I guess it was expected, but but maybe a little bit higher than mm-hmm. expected. The the core inflation came in at five and a half percent in January, which is up from five point one percent in December. That's on a year on year basis. Really uh, higher inflation for services, food, and retail, uh, and of course the the increase in the GST rate was was a part of that. Um, the January CPI, the all items. Uh, inflation also picked up to 6.6% in January from 6.5% in December. Now, what I guess how, how the reactions have, have morphed is or, or, or come out is that the MAS um, has its meeting in April and you've got the likes of UOB senior economist Alvin Liu 
noting he noted back um, back in January that mm. inflation risks were on the upside back then, and that was after the December CPI report. And so interesting to go back and see what he had to say yesterday. And he maintained that there was still room for further tightening by the MAS this year, especially if the core inflation does not show signs of moderation. Mm-hmm. So that sees his team, which is the UOB Global Economics and Market Research team, expecting the MAS to tighten policy further in April with uh, possibly another recentering of the nominal effective exchange rate policy mm-hmm. midpoint. Okay, okay. And speaking of monetary policy tightening, more globally, FOMC minutes were released this week as well, and now it seems like markets have accepted the fact that rates are here to stay for longer? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and those minutes were quite consistent with narratives from the mm-hmm. Fed speak. Uh, the press conference at the last uh, FOMC, as well as uh, a, a, a speech that Jerome Powell gave mm-hmm. uh, last week. So the, that what it revealed... Uh, what I think took away from the minutes was re- the revelation that participants had observed less evidence of a slowdown, the rate of increase of prices for core services, excluding housing. Now, that's mm-hmm. a category that accounts for more than half of the core PCE price index, and it has been touted by the Fed chair as being a key sub-aggregate, and that's coming out tonight at 9.30. Okay. Uh, so so that, that's a big number to watch tonight. Now, mm. the participants in the FOMC, they judged if the labour market in the US did remain very tight, mm-hmm. and the wage growth in excess of 2% uh, inflation and trend productivity growth would likely continue mm-hmm. um, to put, would likely continue to put these pressure on these prices. So uh, that hawkish tone, as we said, it has been, it has really been in line with the market uh, repricing because if you look over the past month, um, we've seen majority expectations shift from the expectation that we'd have a 25 basis point Fed funds hike across the next three FOMC meetings. Mm-hmm. That's shifted upwards to expectations of 75 basis points of, of hikes over the next three meetings, which brings that potential peak rate to five and a quarter to five and a half percent and as you said a month ago we thought it would be uh yeah quite quite a bit lower than that 4.5 to 4.75 okay i see i see so what else should investors look out for next week well budget uh it's is still you still have singapore's parliament Mm. in session uh in the i think pretty much through to the 6th of march to keep discussing all the various budget measures and so forth. Um, and that debate, obviously, um, is, is, is good to watch. Mm-hmm. And then you've got uh, the US, I think you've got um, uh, January unemployment as, as well on, mm-hmm. the, on, on, the, on the month ahead, um, on the week ahead. And then you, you've got moving into the next month of March, so you've got Singapore Purchasing Managers Index and the market PMI. And then I think at the end of the week, we've got January retail sales. So mm-hmm. um, Parliament's in session, uh, right through the sixth of March, I do mm. think so, so. That that's and given budget is so important, uh, I think it's a it's a right. that, that, that's a big one. But overseas, you've got China's two sessions uh, starting, I think, on next weekend, not this mm. weekend, next okay. weekend. That'll be a key focus for Asia. You've got the Fed Reserve having a number of speakers, FOMC voters speaking as well, and then we've got uh, obviously our big. Um, 
our, our earnings continue. And I think we've got Raffles Medical, Sheng Siong, and UOL, mm-hmm. UOL Group on Monday. Okay. Well, there's a lot to a lot of things to look out for. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for joining me today. That's a pleasure. Thanks, Songbin. Thank you. We've been speaking with Jeff Howie, market strategist at the SGX. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.